0: Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. My name is John Whitaker. I am the host and creator of the Bible in Life. And my heart, my goal behind the Bible in Life podcast, as well as some of my other online resources, is to provide tools that really help you dig into the Bible, learn it for yourself, not just so that you can know the Bible, but so that you can follow Jesus. I like to describe it as creating blue jeans theology. And what I mean by that are... uh, theological resources, tools to help us understand the Bible in the language of everyday life and to live the Bible in the language of everyday life so that we can follow Jesus right in the midst of our everyday life. So that's what we're all about here on The Bible in Life as well as on the listener's commentary uh, and some of my online courses and some of that. And so I'm glad you're joining me. If this is your first time listening to the Bible in Life, welcome. I am happy to, in at least a sense, meet you, and I'm glad you're joining us here on the podcast. If you're a regular, long term listener of uh, the Bible in Life, I am so grateful for you and glad you're a part of the Bible in Life family. Before we jump into what I want to focus on today and what I hope will be really encouraging to you, just a real quick story. So, story time. Um, I received uh, really just in the last couple of days uh, uh, a donation from a, a new first time donor who happens to live in Melbourne, Australia, and he teaches high school students there. And one of the things that was interesting, he's been using my listener's commentary for his own personal Bible study, but he also downloaded my free Bible in Life ebook that's available on both websites, johnwhittaker.net or listenerscommentary.com, and downloaded that. And he said he's actually shared it with and recommended it to his high school students as a way to help them Uh, understand the Bible better, read the Bible better, or as I like to say, to help them hear and heed the Bible. To hear it, to understand what it's actually saying, and to heed it, that is put it into practice in your life. And so I just thought that was super encouraging to me that he has found great benefit in it for himself. He's found it useful enough that he could share it with uh, his high school students who are 15, 16 years old. And so I wanted to recommend it to you. If you are looking for something to help you understand how to read the Bible well, how to dig in and understand what it's about, as well as uh, how to help you move from understanding the Bible to applying the Bible to your life, then feel free to swing over to the Listener's Commentary website, listenerscommentary.com, and... Uh, Just right there on the homepage, you can put in your name, email address, and you'll get instant access to this free 30, 35 page ebook that's aimed at helping you hear and heed the Bible well. So, recommend that to you for, for yourself. Now, on that very note, what I want to talk about on this episode, we've just wrapped up an episode on the Proverbs or a series on the Proverbs. Uh, And we're going to be starting a new series. I'm working on building out a new series here on the podcast. And so over the next few episodes, I'm going to do some one-off sort of uh, things on the podcast. And so what I want to do today is something completely different than what I typically do. uh, But I hope it's encouraging to you. So in my own personal Bible reading of late, I've been reading through the book of Isaiah. And I've read through Isaiah on a number of occasions. I have spent some time um, trying to dig into the text of Isaiah even more in more kind of a a study sense. 30 years ago in graduate school, I had an entire semester course on the book of Isaiah, interestingly enough, although the format of that course was not really conducive to either the teacher teaching it well or the students learning it well, and that's unfortunate. So I took this whole course and felt like, man, I I still barely understood the book after the course. It was the teacher's first time teaching it, and it was put together in this format where you met... um, two full days in a row, an all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then you didn't meet again for another month. And then when you met in another month, you had another all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then you didn't meet for another month. And then you had another all day Friday and all day Saturday. And that was the whole course. So that was the way it was set up. For a first-time teacher, that's a really diff- difficult task for students. It's not the best way, I think, to immerse themselves in the Texas book. And so, so I've had plenty of engagement with the book of Isaiah, but I'll be honest. I find Isaiah to be a very difficult and challenging book to understand. Uh, Difficult to understand the overall macro structure of the book, right? And see the map and see how it all fits together. Some of the specific little sections of the book find them very difficult to understand. So I struggle with the book of Isaiah. And yet, I am deeply aware of the fact that the book of Isaiah is just so crucial to so much of what happens, say, in Jesus' life, the ministry and ministry in the Gospels, or so much of New Testament theology is impacted and shaped by the book of Isaiah, which means I really want to try to grasp this book and uh, understand it more naturally, more fully. So, once again, I find myself reading the book of Isaiah here recently Um and just struggling with it. And I've got uh, I've got a tool that I'm using, a couple actually to help me as I read through it. But I'm reading it in my own personal morning Bible study. And what I really like to try to do in my own personal reading is to read through a text and use that text as a kind of a, a guide for prayer to engage with God and to talk with God as I read. I actually have a little free mini course on my JohnWhitaker.net website where I, I demonstrate how I like to read through the Bible myself in a way that's, in some regards, similar to the classic spiritual practice of Lectio Divina, right? Like where you're divine reading, where you're reading in a kind of a prayerful, meditative sort of way to engage with God. And so I like to do that. But with Isaiah, that's really hard. One, you're reading bigger chunks too. It's just difficult to understand. And so the other day, I, um, and this is, uh, this is where I, this is something different, but I hope this is encouraging to you. The other day in my morning reading, um, I was reading through Isaiah uh, chapter 23, I believe, may have, may have been 22. And uh, I just read through the chapter, and and the fact is, is there was nothing. There was no guide for prayer for me. There was no inspirational moment out of the chapter. There was no insight. There was no sense of aha or anything, right? There was there was nothing. <laughs> and I, I just want to share that with you because sometimes I don't think we're honest enough about that. And that can be discouraging. Sometimes I think um, we don't, you know, I think we all have this kind of experience where we read the Bible and we're like, huh, that was kind of blah. That was kind of like, whatever. That was kind of like, I'm not even sure what I read. And, and we have that experience and then we feel bad about it and we wonder if there's something wrong with us or we, f- we feel frustrated with the Bible and we don't really like the Bible or whatever it is. And I just think we need to be honest about the fact that sometimes when we read the Bible, it's blah. Sometimes when we read the Bible, it doesn't light a fire in us. Sometimes when we read the Bible, it doesn't stir up any holy passions or any sense of God's presence. Sometimes we read a passage out of the Bible and we're not even sure what to do with it. And we just need to own that and be honest about that. Now, why is that? Let's diagnose that experience a little bit. And fundamentally, the basic reason for that is because we are not the original readers or the original audience for the biblical text we are like reading the Bible secondhand so in the case of Isaiah the book of Isaiah was written by Isaiah the prophet in the 700s BC 700 years before Jesus and it's almost sort of like an anthology of Isaiah's life and work that's what the 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 book of isaiah is and and it's addressed to its messages that isaiah originally spoke and then somehow were turned into writing for the people in and around jerusalem about jerusalem and judah and some of it's about israel to the north the northern kingdom that was destroyed in 7722 bc and so it's about ancient kingdoms and not just Israel and Judah but the 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 nations around them Egypt to the south Assyria the world superpower for most of Isaiah's ministry and then kind of Babylon who's not yet the superpower but who eventually will rise to the superpower and destroy Assyria and then they become the real problem for the people of Judah and and then some of the other kingdoms Syria and some of those things to the north and so i mean we're we're talking about uh, history that is 2,700 years old, socio-political climates that are 2,700 years old. So when we read the book of Isaiah, it's like, man, that's hard. <laughs> We're not the original audience. We don't understand the original situation. We're not familiar with these um, these nations and these kingdoms. We're not familiar with the symbolism associated with these Nations and kingdoms, like every nation, every kingdom has certain symbolism associated with it uh, that can be used in sort of poetic, symbolic sorts of ways to uh, refer to that nation, that kingdom, or a certain political party within that kingdom, right? Like all that stuff was familiar to the original audience, and we're not that audience. And so, and that's just true for anything uh, in the Bible, like. Uh, We're not the original audience, even for the New Testament letters, and though they maybe uh, speak more clearly to us and all that, we're still not the original audience. We're not the church in Philippi in the year 60 AD. That's just not who we are. We're not um, the church in Ephesus and in the surrounding cities around Ephesus, right? Right. We're not the original audience. And so when we read the Bible, we come in reading it secondhand. Now, we could protest that. We could you know, say, why couldn't God do it different? But God thought this was the best way to reveal himself and his purposes and his will. So if we're going to trust God and believe that God is smarter than us, we just need to accept that. But that does make reading the, the Bible sometimes hard and difficult. And so in the case of reading Isaiah... I'm reading it from a great historical distance, um, not fully understanding the nuances and the the emotions and the imagery and symbolism associated with the original audience and the original situation. And that makes it hard. And so when we read, and as I did the other morning, I read a chapter and I was like, there's just nothing. It's just totally blah. Well, the major reason is because the the original message wasn't for us. And whereas the original audience, they would have heard that message and it would have evoked certain feelings. It would have stirred certain emotions. Uh, It would have maybe evoked a sense of dread or maybe feelings of, oh, yes, finally, or right. It doesn't have that impact on me. And probably doesn't have that impact on you. And so that makes it really challenging. And so when we say, why why do sometimes read the Bible and it's blah? It's because we're not the original audience. and And the original message, therefore, isn't for us. And so we don't always appreciate what's being said. We don't feel the weight of what's being said. We don't feel the excitement or the dread of what's being said. Not only that, when we're reading it, um, since we're not the original audience, sometimes we don't even fully understand what's being said. They're using a language and imagery referring to events or to people or to places that are just unfamiliar to us. And so we don't understand it. And that makes it very challenging and very difficult. Um, or sometimes maybe with a little bit of work, we could understand the words on the page, but we, we don't This is particularly true, I find, in the case of like the Old Testament prophets, um, where they use a lot of poetry. So we got to work hard to understand the words on a page and figure it out. But then poetry, because it uses a lot of symbolism and imagery and metaphor, it's like, okay, now, now that I understand the words on the page, what is that even referring to? And that makes it hard. And thus, our Bible reading can be blasé or have minimal impact. Because we just don't understand the message of the book. Or we don't understand the message of the paragraph or chapter we're reading. And as a result, how could we ever really grasp uh, the theology and the significance and hear from God in that text? So what do we do about that? Well, the short answer is... Uh, in an ideal world, what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll work harder to understand it. We'll, we'll look at the background. Maybe we'll break out a commentary. Maybe we'll listen to a podcast or whatever it is. We'll, we'll try to figure out, okay, what's going on here? And we'll do our best. So that's I- ideal, that we'll actually study the book, which is frankly why I'm reading Isaiah. And even though I'm reading it in uh, my mor- morning Bible reading, Um, I, I do have a couple different tools that I have sitting out where I read my Bible, just, just to at least orient me a little bit and try to help me out some more. And, and I'm committed to keep working on it, to keep growing and reading. And so, um, I'm going to read it over and over again, right? I'm going to keep coming back to it. And that's what we have to do. We, with whether it's Isaiah or any other book, the whole Bible, we just have to keep coming back to it. We have to give ourselves to it. We have to keep learning. We have to realize, okay, I'm not the original audience. And so what is the historical background? What is the original context? We just have to be willing to ask that question. We have to begin to figure that stuff out so that all of a sudden, oh, okay, I see what's going on. And then once we begin to see what's going on, now we can slow down and read it meditatively and maybe even hear and learn some things about God and his ways in the world. And so we just have to give ourselves to it. Um, My original Bible that I first got when I first became a Christian a long time ago, I was in high school and I first became a Christian I have my original Bible still. It's, it's loosely, loosely in a lot of ways now because I read it so much that the pages are falling out of it and all that. But as you look through it, there'll be places where I highlighted you know verses that really struck me and in, impact me. But there's also loads of places where I put question marks in the margin. I even wrote, ask my pastor in the margin in a few places. Like I was just confused. I didn't understand it. And so sometimes our Bible reading is blasé And the way to deal with that is to recognize, okay, the problem is that there is great distance between me and the Bible, Um, that the Bible comes from a foreign time and a foreign place. And it's like getting to know a new person who's with a a completely different background, right? Completely different culture that speaks a different language and has different jokes and has sort of different cultural references that don't translate well into English. And and then I know English and I know the modern culture and this isn't that. And so it's like meeting a friend from a Foreign country that is radically different from our own country. And so when we read the Bible, it's like, okay, I'm just gonna have to be patient and get to know this person, right? And we gotta do the same thing with the Bible. I'm just gonna have to be patient. Not get frustrated, not give up, say the Bible's stupid. I'm just gonna have to be patient. I'm gonna have to keep asking questions. I'm gonna have to try to understand. I'm gonna have to accept, okay, I don't totally get that. She thought that was funny, or he thought that was that was great. I'm not sure what even was going on. And we're just going to have to admit that. And so, and just be patient and keep coming back to it and keep reading it and keep asking questions. We're going to have to be willing to say, okay, I need help here. Can someone explain this to me? And then as we gain greater understanding, we'll be able to sit down with the Bible and read it and understand it, meditate on it and have it really mediate God's truth and God's ways to our life. And so that's our goal with regards to the Bible. So what do we do when, the Bible is, when reading the Bible is blah? Well, obviously, it's going to take time. And so the other morning, when I read through a chapter out of Isaiah and, and literally got nothing out of it, wasn't even sure what to do with it, Um, I knew it was about Tyre and Sidon and I knew it was a message for them, but I'm not living in Tyre or Sidon. I'm not living in Israel or Judah in the 700s BC. It's like, I'm not even sure what to do with that. Um, I wasn't even totally sure uh, what, what it all referred to. So what do I do? Well, in that case, all right, I just made a note. I'm gonna have to come back to that at some point in the future because this was my morning prayer time. I didn't have a whole lot of more time than I, I gave it. To, to study and try to understand it. So I just thanked the Lord for his word and then went about praying for some of the things that I wanted to pray for. And sometimes that's that's what we got to do. And then we'll just come back to this later and we'll read it again and we'll study it again. Um, and so uh, my encouragement to you is to, to stick with it and to keep learning and to keep seeking and try to get to know this foreign friend known as the Bible. And over the course of a lifetime if you do it, um, you and this this friend called the Bible will really will really develop this beautiful relationship, a relationship that will greatly enhance your life. But you got to be patient and you got to be persistent and you got to be willing to ask questions and you got to be willing to stick with it over the long haul. And as you do that, you'll get to know this book, and this book will change your life. So that's my encouragement to you today here on The Bible and Life. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. And again, thanks to all of you who make this ministry possible through your generous support, through your faithful prayers. God is bearing good fruit uh, in places like Melbourne, Australia, and and Nigeria, and even in Hong Kong, and uh, South Africa, and Uh, Illinois, and uh, Florida, and all over the world. And so I'm so grateful for the goodness of God and for the way he has expressed his goodness to me, to this ministry, to others through this ministry, through your faithful support. So thanks a ton. Now, as always, if you want to join the team of supporters, uh, you can do so by going to Johnwhitaker.net. You can click the Give button, take you to a page on uh, World Family Ma- Missions website where you can set up a one-time or a recurring donation to my ministry account there. So thanks a ton for your support. May God bless you as you seek Him and as you walk with Him. May He teach you your ways, and may you increasingly become more and more like Jesus. God bless you guys. I look forward to talking with you again next week.